Well, a very blessed good morning and welcome to Moments of Assurance Weekend on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson. Appreciate you tuning in for the program today. If you have a question or a comment, send me a tweet at RevHawk or you can contact me via email. That's the easiest way possibly for you anyway at mark.hawkinson at kfuo.org. Some thoughts about courage and um, how do you get more courage in your life just to get through the day or to get through the week when times are really tough. One author has written, Sure, it takes a lot of courage to put things in God's hands, to give ourselves completely, our lives, our hopes, our plans, to follow where He leads us and make His will our own. But all it takes is foolishness to go the way alone. I hope you're not doing that today, going the way alone. Jesus said, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Of course, you're really not going the way alone. It's a matter of you recognizing that you're not, and God's Word is the answer to that. So some thoughts today about going to God's Word for courage, going to the very words the very calming words of the Lord Jesus Christ spoken to the disciples when they thought they saw a ghost as Jesus walked on the sea. In the midst of all that meteorological turmoil came these words, Take heart, it is I. Be not afraid. Indeed, when it comes to the peace that Jesus Christ gives to you and to me today, it's turmoil out and peace in. When the disciples had started out on the lake, everything was everything was good. It was all fair. And these were experienced sailors, so they proceeded to do what experienced sailors do. They hoisted the sail, and they very much expected a, a rather pleasant voyage to their destination. But that soon changed. It seems that one of those sudden storms for which the Lake of Galilee was especially known for descended and swept over the water, lashing the waves furiously. The sail had been hurriedly furled. The men then took to the oars and held the boat straight against the wind to keep it from being swamped. The Gospel writer Matthew says the boat was distressed or literally was being put to the test by torture. Well, they were in the middle of the lake, they were still far from port. And the necessity of holding the boat against the strong wind prevented them from making any appreciable progress on the trip. So there they were. The boat was distressed. They were distressed. They were upset. They were scared, frightened. They needed more courage. Enter Jesus. The Bible says in the fourth watch of the night, from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., Jesus came to them. The disciples had labored for many hours. They must have been at the point of exhaustion. Ah, but now, when strength and hope were nearly gone, Jesus came to them walking on the sea. So consider this picture, please, for yourself this blessed morning. The wind was howling. Imagine yourself in this boat. The waves were dashing. But these didn't affect Jesus at all. Before him, as he moved his feet, a smooth, apparently solid patch lay on which he walked, as on ordinary ground. 
You can imagine how the disciples had wished for his presence during all those long hours. So here he is. But the disciples were upset, saying, It's a ghost! It's a ghost! They shrieked from fear. Would you not do the same, perhaps? Consider the fear-shrieking factors. It was night. It was the fourth watch. Add in the storm and the great danger still in force. Add in their physical exhaustion. Put them all together, and it all combines to make the disciples give way to the superstitions still lurking in their minds. Now add in, however. Now add those precious, power-packed words of the Lord Jesus when he said, It is I. Wow. And then he said, stop being afraid. And then there's impetuous Peter who comes immediately to the forefront saying, Lord, if it is you, order me to come to you upon the waters. And Jesus said, come. And having stepped down from the boat, he walked on the waters to come to Jesus. Now, how did this happen <laughs> with Peter? Notice the remarkable change in him. From superstitious terror, saying it's a ghost, Peter leaps to the opposite extreme, that of daring faith. Convinced that Jesus actually walked upon the water, the thought suddenly flashes through Peter's mind that with Jesus' consent, will he be able to do the same thing? Jesus blesses Peter's faith with courage. Courage, lots of it. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water in order to go to Jesus. But guess what happened? He diverted his attention away from Jesus. Not a good thing to do. Not a good thing for you to do today, to ever divert your attention away from Jesus. The text says, but in looking at the wind, he became frightened. And having begun to sink, he yelled saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand, took hold of him, and said, Man of little faith, why did you doubt? Well, Peter had looked at the terrifying wind and had forgotten about Jesus, who was only just a few paces away. And then he began to sink. And you can imagine, when he felt himself sinking, he was afraid that the wind and the waves would engulf him. However, ironically, it was this very fear that made him instantly turn to Jesus with the cry, Save me! Save me! Here's the deal. Jesus never humbles faith, but always encourages it. He always encourages faith as you go to his precious word and sacraments. He's not going to diminish it. He'll increase it. Remember the disciples' prayer, Lord, increase our faith. And he did, and he will for you today. Jesus is no faith diminisher. But Peter's problem was simple. Instead of holding on to his faith, his increased faith, Peter let go of it. Well, there was a famous uh, historian of the Reformation period that related that in his student days, he was seriously bothered by doubts about the Christian religion. You know what he did? He recited his troubles to a minister. 
But the minister told him, look, if, well, if I were to rid you of all your doubts, of all your difficulties, others would soon arise. There's a simple way of getting rid of your vexations. Let Jesus Christ really be the Son of God and the divine Savior to you, and no doubts are going to be able to distress you. The person who comes to the Lord Jesus Christ and says, just as I am, though tossed about with many a conflict and many a doubt, fightings and fears within without, O Lamb of God, I come, I come, is going to find out that the Lord will erase doubts and will fill the heart with a sure faith. Indeed, Jesus Christ is your doubt eraser today. Look what he did for Peter. He's going to do the same for you as you go to his precious word, as you pray about it, as you ask for his help. He's going to give you courage, faith, and increase in it. So the Bible says that the Lord merely stretched out his hand and took hold of Peter, and with just a few quick steps Guess what? Jesus was at his side. Wow. The saving for which Peter cried was a physical deliverance out of the engulfing waters. But the saving that Jesus really granted him was much, much, much more. Uh, namely, uh, the spiritual restoration of his faith. Wow. Matthew writes, and when he had gone up into the boat, the wind stopped. The wind abated. So Peter walked to the boat with Jesus and climbed into it, and it lay in the calm water that surrounded Jesus. So here's the deal. He who walked on the sea and enabled Peter to do the same caused the storm to cease in an instant and caused the boat to be transferred to his destination. It's just that simple. Those in the boat worshiped him saying, you are truly God's son. There was no doubt in their mind, no doubt in their mind at all, nor will there be in your mind. As you get into the word, the Holy Spirit works and erases those doubts that you have today. See, the disciples were overwhelmed by the manifestation of the power of Jesus and they bow before him in the boat by an involuntary act of worship, confessing him as God's son. Yes, he is. Indeed, he is just that. He is God's son. His words echo down through the centuries of time to this very day. Those words come into your heart and they say, Take heart, it is I. Be not afraid. There are lots of fears in this life, lots of tears. It is a veil of tears. There are difficulties, dilemmas, finances that are a problem, your health and relationship problems galore. What do you do? You go to the one who died for you and rose again and ask him to give you the victory over these things. The story is told about a Christian who, persecuted by his enemies, took refuge in a malt house. He crept into the empty kiln and lay down. Soon he saw a spider lower itself across the narrow entrance by which he got in, fixing the first line of what was soon to be a large and beautiful web. Not long after this, his pursuers also came. He noted their steps 
He listened to their cruel words. When they came close to the kiln, he overheard one saying to the other, Ah, no use to look in there. The old villain could never be in there. Look at that spider's web. He could never have gotten in there without breaking it. So they went to search elsewhere, and he escaped safely out of their hands. Indeed, you have divine security, just like that through the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Those events are recorded. They really happened. You can be secure in a Savior who did what he said he would do, namely die on the cross for you, taking your place as your substitute. That's a location you'll never have to occupy. When the occupant was Christ himself, Jesus was already there for you. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And he who lives and believes in me will never die. You have divine security in those words of Jesus. You will never die. Apply those words, please, today this morning to every single situation you meet or greet in your life. Apply also these words. Jesus said, take heart, it is I. Be not afraid. One author wrote, to live with fear and not be afraid is the final test of maturity. Go to Jesus' words today in Holy Scripture. They will enable you to do just that, to live with fear and yet not be afraid. May God grant you today a truly fearless life. Thanks a lot for being along for Moments of Assurance Weekend. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Please plan to join me for the hour-long Moments of Assurance each weekday from 12 to 1 p.m. The Lord's richest blessings this weekend. You've been listening to Moments of Assurance with Pastor Mark Hawkinson. Moments of Assurance is underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, mid-americancoaches.net. You can email Pastor Hawkinson at mark.hawkinson at kfuo.org. That's mark.hawkinson at kfuo.org. Hear Moments of Assurance weekdays at noon on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news.